on 2SM and the Super Network. High Tide. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go fishing down the river again. Welcome back to High Tide, five minutes after six. Good to have the pleasure of your company this morning. The forecast for today, Sydney Harbour, Pitwater and Botany Bay. Westerly, 10 to 15, uh, becoming southwesterly, 15 to 20 in the late morning, then decreasing to 10 to 15 knots in the afternoon. Bureau saying around about 12 o'clock it's going to kick up. Seas below one metre, mostly sunny. If you're thinking about heading offshore, there is a strong wind warning, so do be wary of that. Westerly, 15 to 25 knots, turning south to southwesterly in the early afternoon, reaching up to 30 knots, which means you don't go there, bro. Seas 1 to 1.5 metres, increasing to 1.5 to 2 metres offshore. The swell southerly, 2 to 3 metres. Well, look, you'll talk, we'll talk with Greg Reid later today, and Greg Reid will say probably down there out of Jervis Bay and that where you can go around and fish off the rock walls out close, you know, because of that, they're high <coughs> and the uh, westerly winds won't, will go over the top. So it'll be a little bit flatter in close to the walls. Looking forward to having a chat with Greg. I was looking at uh, on Navionics about, about where you could go down at Jarvis Bay and there seems to be a lot of areas where you can't go. So I want to find out uh, what his thoughts are on that. Speaking of areas you can't go, maybe... Politics. Maybe in the not-too-distant future, we may not be able to fish on the northern beaches. Well, again, Ben. Well, if, they get one, if you get one, you're going to get them all. You're going to get them all. Unfortunately for us, fortunately for us, somebody is flying the flag, which helps. Mr. Benazia, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, certainly won't be happening on my watch, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. well, uh, and, and not the watch of the... Uh, fishermen uh, or the local fishermen down there, they did an outstanding job at the council meeting um, on Tuesday. Um, really good, really good, really good turnout from them to you know, go from a standing start to, you know, two and a half, three weeks ago um, to rally the troops and, and, you know, get shirts made up and, and uh, you know, get submissions in and, and speeches lined up and, and, yeah, they did a really good job and we... Yeah, you know, we filled the filled the council chambers. The <laughs> That'll be the did. first up there, wouldn't it? <laughs> they, had get, they, had, they, had, they didn't like it. They had to get extra chairs, and um, <laughs> we, um, you know, the proponents of the group might have had the first two rows, but I, from the photos I saw, we had the we had the rest, um, and um, yeah, we had some really good, really good, passionate speak, speakers. We had a marine biologist that sort of blew all their so-called. Um, so-called science out of the water and actually highlighted the, uh, the fallacies of what they were trying to trying to achieve. Um, yeah, so we, we got a good result there. The um, the movers of the motion decided, oh, well, how about we change it to a note? Uh, we remove the words no take out of it. We just make an aquatic reserve. And um, so that got amended and then... Um, you know, many of the councils were just when they were debating this, going, "Well, what are we doing here? This is not even our jurisdiction." Yeah. And it was basically resolved just to send send the whole concept and, and any correspondence that they'd received to the um, to the minister. So um, there was really no no affirmative or, or 
no affirmative vote in support of of uh, creating this aquatic reserve. Um, we've seen all, them so. do. We've seen people like that do backflips before, so we need to keep the pressure on, right? Uh, look, absolutely, absolutely. So, look, I'll be always, yeah, having conversations with the minister and actually showing her that marine biologist report, which blows everything out, of, yeah, all their arguments out of the water, and um, yeah, already already spoke to her about the um, poor behaviour of those people pushing this, um, and sort of said, "Do you really want to be?" Yeah, saddled with agreeing with, um, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, they agreeing with these people when they're doing these sorts of things to try and prove their point. So, um, yeah, I'm already, I guess, taking the uh, affirmative action and, and and getting them in there first and talking to the minister about this. So, um, but it's an ever vigil watch because they'll try and come back again for sure. And just to be fair, in, in under the rules of broadcasting, when you've got you know opponents of opposition, you, you're supposed to give everybody fair play. Yeah. We don't give them fair play, but it's not through lack of trying. We, if no, I could no, find no. a phone number for somebody, I'd just love to hear. I'm just genuine. I just love to hear what their thought process is. Yeah, well, um, other than I want to see more fish when I swim. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'll buy you a um, goldfish tank. <laughs> Yeah, hey, Mark. That was a, that was a good that was a good I think that was a good uh, first win. But we we stay vigilant. True, Mark uh, Al. Yes. Um, Mark sent me a message here that he was going to give us an update on the Clarence River prawn and the white spot issue. Yeah, that's a big one too. Yeah, look, that's um, that's been going on obviously for a little while now, and they've just extended the. Um, Essentially, the the closed the closure um, for those fishermen for um, I think another two years off the top of my head. So it's pretty pretty devastating for them. Um, I know the, the state governments announced a funding of a funding package of around twenty one point something million dollars, but um, there's no mention of income. There's no mention of income support in any of that. Um, a lot of it's very vague. In this description, like there's a 5.4 million dollar amount for securing the future of uh, Clarence Fishers, but no one can actually tell you what that means. Um, and there, yeah, you know, there's a lot of fee waivers and, and stuff, and, and, and you know, mooring waivers and, and stuff like that. And um, there's some money going to the co-op, which, I, which is obviously good, but there's no no income support. So I put some questions to the minister last week and this week about getting some clarity on Is all that. Is this the young Tara Moriarty? Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, for starters, in, in that dissection that they have on their website, they're about $12 million short of the $21 million that they're saying they're spending. So that was one of the first questions I asked. Well, what's where's that $12 million? Because that's what all the commercial guys were asking me. Um, they'd already done the maths and worked that out. And... Um, so she's 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 come back to me and says she's going to sit down and give me a detailed detailed briefing and dissection of of what you know what all those separate monies actually mean in real real world terms. So yeah, I sort of look I, I look forward to uh, getting that briefing um, because yeah, there's a lot of stressed commercial fishermen up there in Clarence. Um, on, I uh, just spoke to one yesterday who's basically done a shut-up shop um, because he just can't carry carry the loss of income. So, 
the um, yeah, the, I know the minister did tell me that she has written to the Commonwealth and, and is seeking more money from them. But yeah. who who you know, bought this in originally? Who bought this in that being able to bring in prawns from overseas? Oh, that goes way know. back to um, well, Melinda yeah. doesn't like me bringing that up, but um, a guy involved in the National Party. Well, who used to prop up the bar on a regular basis. The simple, the simple answer to that is that that poor guy that's losing his business. How about the person who bought this in, in spite of the the information that was on the table at the time, give back his money? Well, I'm going to tell you. And we'll something. give it to him. Uh, Laurie's listening. Way back in the nineties, Laurie discussed this mm. on High Tide. Yep about the situation that was going to happen about the white spot in the prawns. This is what I mean. Right. It, it, when the... And uh, a particular politician had already done a deal with them and we're still uh, living with that, unfortunately. Yeah, just grab his money, grab his all his superannuation and give it to this poor guy mm. that's lost his business as a result. He'd have, he'd have plenty, let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he just... Yeah, the story of this fisherman having to shut up shop just reinforces what I was saying the other week that we just we just need to ban the, the importation of uncooked crustaceans, uh, you know, into our country. That's a simple solution. We don't have this mess. We won't have we won't wouldn't be having to provide income support and you know uh, fee waivers. Well, I'm just looking at something. I, I don't happen. know where it's come. It's it's. Uh, Grant printed it out for me this morning. It's about the new biosecurity regular, regulatory fees and charges that take effect as of today, where it says the Australian government is strengthening Australia's biosecurity system through long-term predictable and sustainable funding, $1.03 billion. Yeah. Well, look, that's a... Well, that, you know, Announcing big figures like that's all well and good, but show me the details. What's that going yeah. towards? Yeah, you know, yeah. The, the state government has just recently announced they're going to make a biosecurity commissioner, which sounds lovely. But what what are their powers? What can they do? You know, what are they doing that the department should have been doing? You know, it's there's a lot of questions there, and you know, I don't see just. You know, appointing a biosecurity commissioner fixing this problem, um, unless you fix our porous borders um, and invest more money onto on-ground inspections and and stuff like that, you're not, you're not going to get on top of this issue. Can I just yeah. read this next paragraph to you? Sure. It says here, a strong biosecurity system protects our national economy and the way of life. When's that start? Right, as of today, <laughs> including <laughs> agriculture, fisheries, and forestry exports that are forecast to be worth seventy-four point five billion dollars for twenty-two twenty-three. Environmental assets worth five point seven trillion dollars and one point six million jobs. Right. Uh, that's on the supply chain, Tom. Yeah, but if you read down further. <laughs> Right, if you read down further, there's a bit of a giveaway here. This is expected to raise an additional $35 million in revenue between uh, 23 and 24 to recover the department's cost of managing risk of pests and disease associated with overseas imports. So they're not so much worried about it coming into the country, they're just worried about how they're going to pay for it. Yeah, well, 
Well, and the real reality is they wouldn't have to pay for it. That's it. If they, if they just bear the invitation of these uncrustaceans. We, we wouldn't have this issue. Al, what's your comment? It's very quiet. Oh, look, it's, it's, we discussed it years ago, and as I said, it just seems strange when humans can eat um, these prawns, but you can't use them for bait. That says it all for me. Correct. Yeah. And we, um, we keep saying the simple solution, just make everything that comes into the country cooked. Yep. Safe. Yep. Just make it safe. Well, oh, just making it safe. If it's cooked correctly and under proper, proper conditions. Mm. I mean, we're not, a, we're not against competition. Not a, you know nothing like that. Just just make it safe. No. Like the, the same thing when when COVID you know raised its ugly head. We're an island for goodness sake. It's pretty easy. Ban everything from coming in and that doesn't get into the country. You know. Well, yeah, we we've got we've got strict uh, conditions imposed on us when we want to export our products to to countries. You know. Yeah, they don't love our, us. Our, our, <laughs> our, 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 our timber and our grain are just classic examples. You know, they have to be sprayed with. Uh, all these chemicals to make sure they're not carrying any any nasty uh, bugs and mites and stuff like that. So it's what's good for the juice is good for the gander. Well, Mark, I mean this in the nicest possible way. It's infuriating talking to you again. Thank you very much for your time. <laughs> no <problems at> all, <laughs> Take care. Have a good week. It is. It is a bit like that, though, isn't it, Alan? You just you just get more. It's the only time I get fired up during the entire show. (laughs) Chatting with Mark. (laughs) At least we got somebody in there fighting. We better take an ad break, Al, and we'll come back with Swanee. Well, you're throwing to the ad break. What's do the time call? Do the biz go? Come on. You used to be really good at this. Six nineteen oh seven. 07, 08, 09, 10. Talking sport. So I managed to work out how to listen to you fellas when I was over oh, really? in Malaysia. So good to come back at 3 o'clock and listen to Tungsy's one-liners. Pappy pronouncing the names of all those boys that I couldn't even half get my tongue around. Graham explaining all the complicated rules in layman's terms. And then, of course, Robbo. <laughs> if Tigers don't win, he always takes his happy pills before he comes on. Weekdays from 3. I'll be saying, what on earth? Is the world coming to an Aussie in charge with Tottenham Hotspur? <laughs> and it's not any club. We are talking Tottenham, Tottenham. Hotspur. This is 2SM. So I got invited out to watch the State Origin. Mate, you wouldn't believe it. Now, I've been kicked out a few pubs in my life. <laughs> <laughs> this bloke shut the pub down at 9.30. As soon as the game was over, it kicked everybody out. Absolutely yeah. classic. <laughs> Queensland are the biggest certainties to ever go around oh, in a football okay. game next game. The biggest certainties in origin history. Biggest certainties Talking sport, weekdays from three. Bendix EV hybrid brake pads are designed to meet the changing needs of EV braking systems, ensuring a low environmental impact whilst delivering low dust and quieter operation. Cleaner wheels, longer brake disc life and Bendix green titanium stripe technology for instant friction without the need for bedding in. Ask for Bendix EV hybrid brake pads at your next service. Bendix. Put your foot down with confidence. Good for the game tomorrow? Nah, still trying to sell the car. Oh, give me your phone, let me do it. Yeah, good luck. Car sales, instant offer. Car sales what? Instant offer. You can skip creating an ad, dealing with buyers and waiting for a decent offer all weekend. 
Is that the offer for my car already? Yep. Now just take it to one of the official buyers nationwide, get it looked over, and the money drops the next business day. So I'll see you at the game then? Yeah, see you at the game. Car sales instant offer. The hassle-free way to sell your car. T&C Supply. Weddings and other group functions are par for the course at Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club. In their beautifully appointed clubhouse overlooking the picturesque 18th Green, Twin Creeks can create an event for you, your family and friends will really enjoy. Do yourself a favour and find out about having your wedding or other group function at Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club. Go to twincreeksgolf.com.au or phone Twin Creeks Friendly Function staff on 9670-8888. Something wonderful happens when you visit Mildura. The city vibe continues, but the outback's only moments away. Fresh produce is endless, the embers are hotter, and the night skies seem longer. Nature sings, kangaroos graze, and the sun glistens magically on the river. Photos captured and stories told are shared amongst family and friends. So, when you're ready, start your journey with us. Visit mildura.com.au This is 2SM Sydney. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could yes, it is. And it's 22 minutes after six, Grant Boyden and Kieran Ricky. No, Alan Blake, unfortunately, he, he's had to go. Well, he, not so much he had to go. I, I cut him off. He's just sent me a photo <laughs> out the front of his place. So yeah. he's barred from the show. If you're thinking of heading out today, strong wind warnings for the Macquarie, Hunter, Sydney Illawarra, Batesman's Bay and Eden Coast. And tomorrow, Illawarra and Batesman's Bay, as well as Eden Coast, have all got strong wind warning. Oh, no, he's, he's still there. Alan is still there. G'day, Alan. Oh, I'm still here. It's blowing up here a little bit. I can see now. There's one boat out in the bait grounds. I could, I, could, I could tell the amount of wind off the photo. Mate, that is absolutely gorgeous, jokes aside. That is a beautiful sunrise. Good morning, Swanee. G'day, how are you? Not bad. How hey, are you? Hey, hey, Pete. Yeah? I mentioned it to Blakey yesterday that uh, it was only about a few hours' drive or four hours' odd drive up to his place. Yeah? But he didn't come hey, back with an invite. Hey? He didn't come back with an invite. That's what I said. He closed his door. Uh, well, go crash. <laughs> you keep the key under the door. Under Kieran, the I learnt from Laurie McAnally. He gave me his address and he said, never do that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Look for the mansion on the hills. Get ready. Where are you, Al? Up at up seventeen, are you? Up at seventeen seventy, yeah. Okay, yeah. We're, uh, we're, we're thinking about taking a trip. How long are you up there for? Uh, till next Friday. Okay, yeah. That's all right. Too early. But Swanee, he goes all the way to Queensland to have Sydney rock oysters. I mean, really? Really? Yeah. Well, I haven't got decent oysters up here, I'll tell you. <laughs> You're right. Can't find one anywhere. Yeah, they average, are they? Oh, <laughs> uh, mate. Oh, well, Sydney rock oysters are all right. Well, yeah, there's nothing wrong with Sydney rock oysters, but what, yeah. the oysters up there aren't much chop? Best, best oysters in the world, mate. But the oysters up here aren't much chopped. Yeah, no, I'm saying the ones around the rocks around here are too small. Oh, okay. Okay. Okay, well, Alan, you're excused this once. 
thank you. Thank you. Okay. Well, we better, yeah, we better do a bit of a fishing report. Yep. Don't talk about St. George either. No, uh, I won't. Right and then. I'm not going to talk about New Zealand. They were robbed last night. Robbed. But I can't say that because Blakey won't let me and neither will Karis, but... Uh, I'm just a bad. I, I couldn't pick my nose with a shovel. I think when it comes to football. Swanee, I think St George is hunting for the wooden spoon. Um, they don't have the hunt fire. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right then. What's the wind like up there? Earl? you got a westerly, southwesterly. Yeah, it's got a southwest. It's blowing about uh, twelve to fifteen at the moment. Uh, it's got up a bit. Yeah, it's about eight here, eight to ten knots at the moment. It's eight degrees or seven degrees actually. So it's a bit cool, but uh, they're predicting up to 15, 10 to 15, so it should be still all right for inside. Going to get up a bit more tomorrow than the next few, and, and they're predicting a rain event next week. We need some rain to steer things up in the river. But uh, all the close-in reefs are, are, are firing at the moment for Snapper and Sweet Lip. You've got Murphy's, and further south, you've got Karamundi, Great Shoal, the Hamilton Patches, all those close in the reef. They don't have to travel far if the wind does get up and you can get back in. They're all fishing well. Uh, those other ones that I mentioned, the, the Hamilton patches and that, they're down south of here, down off uh, Caloundra, and off the mouth of the top end of uh, of Hunterson uh, Channel uh, passage, I should say. Um, Rivey Island, uh, they're getting some nice brim where the breakout is now, it's, it's more or less you've, it looks like being permanent now. You've got north and south Friday Island, so the tip where it broke through last year and the year before in the big storms, it's broken through. But it's nice and deep through there. If you could take your tinny out and pull up on the on the on North Friday, you could call it. It's only about half a kilometre long uh, from the sand on the inside and get some uh, yabbies or. Uh, some uh, nice uh, fresh mullet baits, strip baits, and they're getting some nice brim thrown into the channel there. I think the, the brim are waiting in there, the fish wait for the, uh, anything coming through that breakout. So it's worth a try there. Uh, keep an eye out if you're down that way too. The, uh, there's a few schools of uh, long tails still hanging around. The water's still 20 degrees, so it's not uh, exactly cold. It's cooling down there, but... Uh, a few long tail and a few mackerel around, so uh, yeah, just keep an eye out for those birds. Uh, the beach is very quiet because it's been flat as a flounder for the westerly uh, system we've had. Uh, coming up to the full moon, might be worth a go for a dew on the northern beaches, um, up around the Jimmer and that. Uh, if you can get some uh, nice fresh squid or big strips of tail, those sort of things work well for them. Now, the river, there's been a lot of fair bit of traffic on the river. Uh, it's not exactly that busy up here these school holidays, but it's good to see the young guns out around the uh, Ruchi Bridge and the Codol there. There's half a dozen of them with their little tinnies and, and electric motors, tossing soft plastics. Uh, I headed up the other morning to get a blood test, and uh, I never get a, uh, a green light there, but I looked across one young fella's he was into a fish. I thought, oh, God, I'll see what he's caught. I wouldn't want to read about it. First time ever I get a green light. So I didn't, I didn't get a chance to see what he caught. But anyhow, uh, it's good to see him out there. I'd say it'd been a Trevally. Could even have been a school Jew. Um, I talked to a young fella and his missus down the ramp the other evening. Um, they were out uh, uh, 
around the mouth of the river, around uh, Channel Island, around the back uh, where all the houses are there. There's a channel runs around there on the southern side of the island. And they uh, they caught Trevally. They got some nice golden Trevally on the, on the uh, soft plastics. But he said he's, with the Polaroids on, he said he saw a big school of barra. So they were schooled up. He said they tossed everything at them, but... Uh, they just wouldn't touch anything, but there's a lot of schools of mullet there. Whether they're just heading out or coming back in, I'm not sure at the moment, but they might be heading out with the Westleys flattening the beaches out. They do their spawning thing when it flattens out. Um, and uh, They threw everything at the kitchen sink at them, but they weren't interested, but they might have been full of mullet, I suppose. Um, that's about it. The, the crabs haven't been too bad. I've had the pot in a couple of times this week. I've got three keepers, and they're only just keepers too, 15 and a half, and uh, one of them just measured 15, but they're all full of meat, so they're worth taking, put the pots in. Uh, good to see the council up here doing a little bit uh, for the environment. We're experimenting with these uh, panels that go around uh, the break walls. They're over at break wall, bright water, um, over... Um, the other side of it, uh, oh, don't explain it, uh, Sippy Downs over that way. There's a man-made lake there that, uh, which runs into the Malula River, so it's, it's sort of more salt than brackish. And uh, they're putting these panels, they're like honeycomb panels around uh, on the sides of the uh, the break wall that runs all the way around it. And instead of the smooth surface, you've got an area where... You, they're having to encourage weed growth, uh, crustaceans and fish. Uh, it's more like uh, putting in a high rise for fish uh, and also to improve the apparently uh, not only the, the sea life but to improve the water quality. So they've put 30 of these panels in. They have done them elsewhere in Australia, they were saying, but I'm not sure where. But uh, they've worked. So but, uh, anything to encourage more fish and more fish, more fishermen there for the fishermen. So, yeah, a couple of the councils down. Can I throw you both a question without notice? No, oh, probably, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Wayne, Wayne has just written in. He said, I have a question and asking if we could help. He went to the beach fishing on the Gold Coast last night and it was sweeping to the north pretty badly. He says uh, he'd like to know how he can uh, pick when the surf won't be sweeping that hard. Cheers, gentlemen. Um, wait for the smaller tides. Wait for the smaller tides? Yeah, yeah, you see, you're coming up to the four moons. You've got 1.8, 1.9, I think they are. You'll probably find that might be the problem. Um, it's unusual that it should have a big sweep in it, though, if there's not much... Did you say there was much surf running? He didn't. I was looking at the currents. The, the currents offshore are going north to south, so... Um, it, it was perplexed me, but it could be just dragging um, some inshore water out to those currents too. I don't know. Yeah, no, there's nothing worse than going down to fish off the beach. I've struck it and had it a few times where you get a big sweep either way. Um, yeah, it can be very frustrating. The only other thing you can do is to cast out as far as you can and, uh, and walk along the beach and try and keep your line. Uh, straight and in contact with the sinker as it bounces along, but I usually find the fishing not real good when it's like that. Uh, but the good yeah. tip is just go for the lower tides and see how that plays. Yeah, I'll go to the pub. 
<laughs> there you go, Wayne. You've got two options. <laughs> Thank you, Swanee. Much appreciated. <laughs> the best I can do, mate. <laughs> All right, then, fellas. Okay, sir, you have a, a good week. Okay, then, yeah. Well, we might see you, Al. Okay, Swanee. Look forward to it. I'll give you my address and won't give it to Kieran. <laughs> he's out. He's outside ringing somebody to complain at the moment. I think. Oh, I'm getting a sign made at the front of the house. I'm not Kieran. <laughs> I'm not Kieran. <laughs> See you, Swanee. See you, Yvonne. Bye. Hey, just before we go to the break, Mister Blake, tell yes. us a bit more about this boat. Entice me. Entice me. Okay, Stacer five one nine cabin. Um, good family boat, room in the front, uh, SE pack, so it's got everything that opens the shuts on it. Uh, whether you want stereos, GPS, fish finders, your hydraulic steering, aluminium trailer, Reggio safety gear, nav, nav lights, uh, bilge pump, you name it, it's got it. And it's, it's listed at 56990 but for high tide listeners, and you've got to mention you're a high tide listener, $2,000 discount plus Free twelve months comprehensive insurance with Club Marine. Too easy, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So, and it's good quality Stacey boats. Go on Stacey.com.au. You can have a good boat there or Blake'sMarine.com.au, and uh, it's definitely worth it. We've got two of them available. First in best dress. We'll take a quick break here on High Tide and be back with more in a moment. If you want to get in on that deal, Blake'sMarine.com.au. Are you building a new home? Well, there's a more affordable way with a PAL kit. Home, Australia's most experienced and trusted kit home supplier for more than 50 years. You can become an owner-builder and manage the building of your own home. PAL guarantee that you can do it even without prior building experience. Find out how you can build your very own home. Go to PAL, that's P-A-L, kithomes.com.au or you can phone them on 1-800-024-912. Hey, it's Candy here. As a presenter in the world of sport, I see many powerful performances. Now, thanks to Azito, we're helping power your next DIY project. Did you know Azito's 18-volt range is powered by Einhell? German-designed quality, driving innovation and performance. So you can power over 85 cordless tool and garden products with the same battery. Azito, powering DIYers all day, every day. Exclusively available at Bunnings Warehouse. Hi, Timmy Manor here. If rising electricity and gas costs are on your mind, give our friends at Red Energy a call today. Their Aussie-based team will give you a no-obligation energy bill comparison and have been voted Australia's most trusted electricity provider by CanStar Blue for the third consecutive year. So call Red today on 131 806 and tell them I sent you. Red Energy. Now that's real Aussie energy. Eligibility criteria conditions apply. You wouldn't operate a chainsaw blindfolded. You wouldn't ride your dirt bike blindfolded. And you wouldn't walk on your roof blindfolded. Yet too many people dig without searching before you dig online first. Because if you don't search first, you're digging blind. Avoid high-pressure gas mains and high-voltage electricity cables every time. Search before you dig online every time. And never dig blind. 
Looking for innovative appliances designed with the environment in mind? Then look no further. For over 110 years, Whirlpool has been a leader in kitchen and laundry appliances using patented Sixth Sense technology. Whirlpool guarantees outstanding results while saving precious time and energy. Forgot to wash the kids' muddy sports gear in time for the weekend? With a Whirlpool washer and dryer, they'll be perfectly washed and dried just in time for kickoff. So, have you got a Whirlpool? Visit whirlpool.com.au. There's more to driving on the road than you think. So when it comes to tyres, you need something that's going to deliver performance when you want it and safety when you need it. Maxxis tyres deliver great value without compromising on safety. Get award-winning Maxxis tyres with the latest technology built in for you, your family and your car. Maxxis tyres. Find out more at maxxistires.com.au. That's M-A-X-X-I-S. Maxxistires.com.au. 2SM has Sydney talking. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go. It is 22 minutes away from 7 o'clock here on High Tide. Grant Boyden, Kieran Riki, and Alan Blake online. And also joining us online is the Principal Manager of Maritime South, uh, Dion Boyer, who's going to talk about winter water safety because it can be slightly different, Kieran, to summer particularly if you go overboard. Extremely, let me tell you, if uh, especially when you get up a little bit in age, but if you fall overboard and you're the water and you don't have your life jacket on, you can rest assured within 60 and 90, 90 seconds you won't be here. Yeah, well, Dion's joining us online. Good morning to you and thank you so much for your time. Hey, good morning, Grant. Uh, Kieran and Alan, how are you guys this morning? We're not too bad. Winter is a slightly different approach because like in summer if you fall in the water even if you've got your life jacket on you you know 22 degrees you might even sit there for a while and just float around and enjoy it but winter it can get a bit chilly uh, you're certainly correct and i think for me on the south coast i'm out of port kembla that uh, today's a pretty good reminder of that quite strong and blustery uh, westerly winds um fair bit of wind chill going on there and the water temperatures definitely dropped uh, below 20 to those high teens so um, look, very, very timely reminder weather-wise of what uh, the environment can do to us if we find ourselves up in the water. Well, uh, and what we need to do to, I guess, make uh, prepare to, to not be in the water in the first place, if that does happen, um, what do we need to do? Well, we're lucky here on High Tide. We've got our own boating safety officer. His name's Alan Blake, and he'll, he'll absolutely hammer anybody that does anything wrong. And he always says... In winter conditions, you don't want to be in the water. Get out because it's got you, hypothermia can happen very quickly. Isn't that right, Al? It can, but also you want to have many layers of light clothing on, no heavy clothing as such. And yeah, no jumpers, no waders. Absolutely, Alan, you're right. The waders have been an issue for us in the past, particularly up in the Alpine area. Um, obviously, people can probably envisage you end up in the water with a pair of waders on. Um, and not the means by which to either get them off quickly or do something uh, to put a hole in them. They basically, you know, take you to Davy Jones Locker pretty quickly. Yeah. Rather, well, actually, one of my friends was was um, we were talking the other day about that, and he's got a, a farm, and he was at a little little punt um, that he fell out of, and he had gum boots on, and they nearly dragged him down. So uh, you don't want to have those either. 
If you do go in, Dion, years and years ago, and we're going back quite a few years ago when I was learning to first swim, we had to do a survival training where we'd jump in with our clothes on. And the first thing they'd do is get us to take our heavy clothes off. Is that still the advice? Yeah, that's correct. So, look, in the recreational boating space, um, it's a little bit of the hypothermia ideas covered in our course material, but certainly that is still the recommendation. And um, there's a position called um, HELP as well, a, a heat escape lessening position. Basically, you sort of tuck yourself up in a ball and um, stop or try and prevent the heat coming out of those core parts of your body as well, under your arms, your groin, your head, uh, these sort of places um, to keep that warmth in your body as best as possible. And is it just the risk of hypothermia in winter that we need to be wary of or are there some other points that need to be made? Look, I think today's a good example of that, um, gentlemen, in that um, it can be quite hard for emergency authorities if you do end up in the water to try and work out where you might be. Um, quite strong westerlies, different uh, water currents that go with that westerly wind. And, um, you know, us being on the east coast, you can end up finding yourself going um, out to the east uh, in a prevailing westerly wind quite quickly where, you know, at summer times of the year, the wind direction typically, you know, from the north, south or east and probably helping us stay closer to the shoreline. Um, and I guess on top of that, it might look nice and calm close to shore, but you go out a short distance from the edge of a, a uh, you know, the ocean or in a um, closed, enclosed waterway somewhere, that um, the water uh, quality and, you know, that um, roughness on the water does get bad quite quickly. And today they're expecting uh, quite a few swells and it should continue on into to tomorrow as well. Yeah, it's an interesting topping, that one, and one that we're trying to bring into the maritime space to engage with our boaters. You know, this idea of wave period, people say, you know, well, geez, the ocean had a bit more go in it today, and often that's around that swell period. Um, and I think, yeah, as you alluded to, the next couple of days are swing, seeing that swell period up into the double digits, and usually for us talking to our customers, we say, you know, eight, nine sort of second swell period um, is normally okay around that you know 1.2 1.5 meter swell height but you can get the same swell height but a wave period that goes up into those double digits and it's quite a different beast yeah and that's yeah. the thing people need to take into account al oh they do look there's one thing you can get if you're going offshore fishing a lot too you can get an mob beacon uh, which will any boat within five miles with an ais will pick it up and it goes in your life jacket. When you activate your life jacket, it goes off. And it's like an EPIRB, but a, a, a much smaller one that you can put in your life jacket. So if you're serious offshore and you've got AIS on your boat, uh, have a look at an MOB. They're a good little safety item. Dan, how do you find most people? Like, I, I don't think anyone wants to go out, go out fishing and not come home, but do you find that most people are not only pretty compliant but are willing to, to learn? We do definitely find that, and look, I call it people coming on the boating safety journey with us. And you know, first of July today, we, um, from a reporting perspective, we've wrapped up our stats for the what is the financial year. Um, our fatality rate is almost half of what it was in the previous financial year. So uh, we had nine fatalities um, this financial year, um, compared with 16 last year, and just under 40 serious incidents. So our stat, stats are down. However, we think waterway use, or we know waterway use, is is higher. Um, so, we, look, people are much more aware. Nobody wants to go out and boating and fishing and, um, or at their activity and not come home for the day. So I guess one of the mottos is, you know, you don't know what you don't know. Um, so we're looking to get out there and engage with people and understand where the knowledge gaps are, um, you know, what constitutes a bad, you know, uh, sea state out on a given water given those environmental conditions. Wise words, Dion. 
Wise words. Thank you very much for your time this morning, and I hope you have a really, really quiet weekend. <laughs> yeah, as always, look, appreciate you guys coming on this boating safety journey with us as well. Forums such as this, um, if, you know, anything we can do to get that boating safety message out there, we really appreciate it. If people yeah. want to find out more about boating safety, where can they go? Look, there's um, the generic New South Wales government website is a pretty good place these days. Got quite a good um, search function in there. Um, so jump on that if you're looking for a web-based thing. Otherwise, talk to one of our boating safety officers, one of our boating education officers. Um, we've got an info line as well that you can call, speak to our somebody over the telephone, and also our partner agencies, um, Marine Rescue, um, the Marine Area Command in New South Wales Police as well. There's plenty of people willing out there um, to talk to you about boating safety. Also, your local boating retailer. Um, probe them for their knowledge as well. Really appreciate your time this morning. You have a good one. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a great day as well. Thanks, Dan. This is High Tide. It's 15 minutes from 7. Afternoons with Brent Boltitude. According to West Farmer's Michael Chaney, cashed-up international investors are going to be turned off if the voice fails. Brent Boltitude. He should have more decorum as uh, the leader of this country, and he's doing everything he can to try and tip this over the edge. The problems they have in Alice Springs. If the voice is going to change that, tell us how it's going to change that, because that's the sort of rhetoric that we're not getting from the Prime Minister. 2SM Sydney with Brent Boltitude. Brain tumour, migraine, dementia, concussion. Have you Dyslexia. or someone you love MSA. been touched by a brain disorder, disease or injury? Motor neurone disease, stroke, epilepsy, Alzheimer's. There can be no cure Dystonia. without research. Parkinson's. Help the ones you love by donating to research today. Visit brainfoundation.org.au or call 1300 Double eight triple six zero. With a few simple clicks on the Finance Easy website, you can borrow a serious amount of money without even leaving home. They make Finance Easy, offering a large range of lenders with rates more competitive than the bank. Applying couldn't be easier. Just visit the Finance Easy website, provide a few details, and they'll take care of the rest. Go to financeeasy.com.au or call 1300 003 003. Australian Credit Licence Number 392182. Buying or selling a business? Looking at buying or selling a franchise? Having difficulty recovering monies owing to you? Need an employment agreement reviewed or drafted? These are all the things that the experts in our commercial team at Bryden's Lawyers can assist you with. Contact Bryden's Lawyers today on 1800 848 848 or visit brydens.com.au to book an appointment. Go with the lawyers that you know and trust. Bryden's Lawyers, we do support you with your commercial law needs. For the management of pain and inflammation associated with osteo and other mild forms of arthritis, try Stiff Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel. Always read the label, use only as directed, and if symptoms persist, see your healthcare professional. Look for Stiff Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel at pharmacies and health food stores everywhere. To find the location of your nearest Stiff Sore and Sorry stockist, go to loveoilcollection.com.au or phone Ray on 040-6671-359. This is Bruno driving to the footy. Oh. And this is his cheap insurer reading the policy fine print. Clause 9D of your car insurance says you're not covered for thingamabobs. Thingamabobbed at claim time? Beware bargain insurance regret, Bruno. Choose Amy instead. Who pays out over 99% of motor claims? Amy does. Lucky. 
Acceptance rate for the 12 months up to 30 September 2022. Before buying insurance issued by Amy, read the TMD and PDS at amy.com.au and consider if it's right for you. 2SM, Sydney's Talking. 2SM, 1269. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. <laughs> 11 minutes away from 7 here on High Tide. Yes, that was Kieran Riki blowing up at me in the background. <laughs> Greg Reed, good morning to you. Good morning. How are you, sir? Yeah, the wind's not the only thing blowing up this morning. No, no, I fired him up this morning. I fired him up. What's what's the fishing been like down there, sir? Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Um, but interesting that um, last little um, segment there with Maritime. If you yeah, come down to this part of the world, um, one important safety aspect is, is and a lot which frankly, the recreational sector just really lack um, in. And I've, I've, I've had that from personal experience within the last couple of weeks being out on a mate's boat and um, needing to anchor and then lifting the anchor hatch up only to find a bird's nest of rope completely tied up in knots with no chain. Yeah. Anchor. <laughs> so it's, um, that's a disaster waiting to happen. So if, you're, if, you're operate, if you want to operate a boat in Jervis Bay, particularly out near Point Perpendicular, and you want to operate offshore in close to the cliffs, I recommend 120 metres, 120 metres of uh, anchor rope with one to one and a half boat lengths of chain um, and a good sarker anchor, sand and rock combination anchor. And the reason reason why you want so much chain is that the chain acts like a shock absorber and the depth of the water depends on, the rope depends on the scope. So we get 40 metres of uh, water out here fairly quickly just off the cliffs. So even on a three-to-one scope, that's 120 metres. Yeah. Greg, a, a good thing to do every now and again with the anchor rope, when you're travelling a distance and there's no boats around, is let the anchor rope out, not the chain of the anchor, but let the rope yeah. out and let it drag behind the boat for a while yep. and pull it back in, then put it nicely in your, in your anchor locker. 100%. So good day today. If you're not going fishing, get out of the boat and go and do exactly that. Take your anchor off and then run the rope out. Give it a bit of a swing as you go. And that way you can check your anchor rope. You can stow it back in there. So in the unlikely event that you ever need it in a hurry, you just literally open the hatch and then drop the anchor and you know that that rope's going to go every time. Yes. Um, but, yeah, um, as uh, I think it was Dion uh, just alluded to before, yeah, we're, we've got um, the westerlies will pick up today. It's not too bad at the moment, but um, it's you probably expect 15 to 20 knots today. Um, and that swell is coming. That's one thing you, you're not going to see on your regular synoptic chart. We've got a series of polar lows um, that are going to generate some quite long period. I reckon we're going to get 17, maybe 18-second period stuff by Monday by or late Sunday, Monday. Um, so really long period stuff that's been generated almost in Antarctic waters. Um, going to travel a long way to get here, so um, just keep your eyes out for that. You, you shouldn't be going rock fishing you know, the next couple of days, really. Um, the swell's down a little bit today, but it is coming up. We're, we're coming up to the moon, so we've got some big tides after dark. I think we've even got 2.14 on Monday night around 9am, that'll that'll please the secret society of Jew fishermen that love the pain of going fishing at night, like at 9 o'clock at night in the middle of July. <laughs> uh, but good uh, late Arbo tides coming. Um, we've had a pretty good run of snapper um, over the last week from all reports that uh, there is a counter current of colder water around about that sort of 17.5 to 18.5 degrees. Not too bad in if you've got good wetsuit. Like we're wearing four threes when we're surfing at the moment. 
it's a four three uh, four three millimeter plus hood. Um, if you can get that and, and you're out in the water in the sun during the day, it's actually not too bad. But like you know, if you if you're falling into water that's in single digits up the hill on those alpine lakes, forget it. Um, but uh, yeah, down the coast it's still pretty manageable. Um, still reports of a few bigger kings around the headlands holding. Um, it, you'd be a bit disappointed if if you want to go game fishing today. Um, if you can handle 20 knots and that's your thing, good luck. Yeah. Um, there is reports of a good patch of water sort of just east of um, Point Perp at the moment. The better temp breaks and the better uh, bunch of fish seem to be coming off Batemans at the moment. But pretty much you can safely say at this time of year they're spread between Batemans and Shell Harbour at the moment. But uh, for anyone that's into that space, I'm sure you've got your sea surface temps all worked out. Okay, uh, hey, Greg, I've got to... Okay, a... plenty of salmon, Taylor, on the beaches. Just picked your headlands late afternoon at the moment. I think we got a high tide this morning. What's that? Nine, nine, was it uh, nine o'clock? Yeah, about nine morning. o'clock down there. Uh, okay, mate, I've got to so, go. Yeah, tide's not perfectly aligned with sunrise and sunset, but those bigger uh, early evening tides coming up over the next couple of nights should produce some good stuff off the beaches. And um, the basin, yeah, the basin, well, that's pretty pretty dormant at the moment. Um Temps down in the basin down to about 13 degrees, probably less in some areas. Um, so you've just got to fish really light and really slow in the basin in winter if, if that's yep. your target. Personally, I'll just miss now to, to early spring in there. But look, there are still a few big crop of tailor in there. Um, there are brim and the, and the channel inlet, Sussex inlet's full of ludric at the moment as well, and, uh, and Trevally. Make sure you go fishing with Pro Lewis, is that correct? Yep. Yeah, that's it. Um, I'd highly recommend the 110 and the 160 millimetre Prey Minnow. That's that's a a jerk bait with like a vertical tail on it, like a fish. Uh, Fish your sand lines, your reef edges, 10 pound braid, maybe 14 to 16 pound litre on on a anywhere from about a 1.6 to about a three quarter ounce jig head, and uh, that should. See you in the mix for some good snappers. Lovely. Appreciate your time, Greg. Thank you. No worries at all. Have a great weekend. Good report there. Let's uh, get our final report for the program. It's time to head off to... <laughs> well, he doesn't need... He, Blakey doesn't need the special diesel. Salamander bait and tackle. Good morning, Matt. How are you? Happy Saturday, fellows. Yes, I have those pro lures in, so telling me it's all okay up here for pro lures. Um, <clears throat> good, thank you. A little bit uh, westerly wind around. Uh, the sun's out. It's not going to rain for a couple of days yet, so school holidays have started and the special diesel price is 183.9. But um, fishing-wise, uh, yeah, blackfish off the main break wall, of course, at this time of year. A little bit touchy, but they are getting them. Um, some nice spin off the beaches, so it's worth having a crack at most of the open beaches. Brewby's producing Fingal, uh, Box Beats, and uh, One Mile on Samurai as well. Taylor in the mix there if you want to put a full pilchard on a set of gangs. Um, the old drummer around uh, Boat Harbour, but some nice snapper being taken off the rocks north of, at Fisherman's Bay, north of the boat ramp there. Um, so just get your fish baits into some washers around there and hang on a small little ball sinker. And, um, and they've been getting some nice reds up to about uh, three or four kilos. So that's worth a crack. Outside fishing, not too many reports this week. Um, it's been a little bit patchy that way. And I don't think you'll be... You won't be able to fish the bay so much because that northwesterly wind's going to blow for most of the day. But um, if you can get out and around the Tomary Ledge, you might get this long-tailed tuna. There's some some reports of those during the week. The old fish being taken around the main break wall and at the change of tide at uh, the western side of Middle Island. So something for everyone. Holidays is upon us, though. So hopefully, if you want to take a grand kitchen fish, try one of the wharfs, Sally Shaw's Wharf behind Bannister's Hotel, or the wharf on the country club at Shoal Bay, um, Taylor's Beach, or Shoal Bay Beach itself, also very safe for the kids. So something for 
for everyone that's not going to rain, so I get out and have a fish, I'd advocate. I'd wear a jumper if I was you, because it's a little bit nippy this morning. Thanks, uh, mate. And uh, Alan, where is he at? Dust Salamander Bait and Tackle, Salamander Way, Salamander Bay, 4982 Don't forget, if you want to buy that Stacer 519, the Sea Runner, 4577669. Keep your eye on the sky and have a great day in the safe one. <laughs> Thanks, Alan. Very much appreciated. That is high tide for today.